guys. Welcome to another episode of the Bible Beater Podcast. This is the Lord of Hosts, Caleb Campbell, speaking, joined, as always, by the interrupter, Kyle Vestner. How's it going anyways, Kyle? Pretty good. You're fucking jacked right now. I'm not that jacked. Jacked up. I was on the way up here thinking, I was like, I'll do a long one today. Oh, that's it? Yeah. I was, sitting, I was a thought that crossed your mind. I was maybe like, I was also going to go like, hello, Bible Beaters, real quiet, but nah. That doesn't get anybody excited about anything. Nah, that's not your style either. No. I'm all uh, bravado. As soon as I no substance. As soon as all people, enthusiasm. As soon as people realize that, uh, he, oh, he's just yelling, then it goes away. Yeah, so you got to keep up the yelling. Yeah, that's the key. Yeah, uh, how's your weekend, Kyle? I know. I went into uh, we brush on the story for a minute, mm-hmm. but then you're like, save it for the podcast because that's our <laughs> life now. <laughs> is we save it for the podcast? Have we tell? Have we? I think we said last week that we don't talk outside the podcast in fear of ruining the podcast. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Do you want to hang out? Nah, we better not, you know? <laughs> Do you want to bring the mics? <laughs> no shit. So I went to, uh, I ordered Domino's Pizza a few days ago. I think. Riveting. Was, yeah. Go to pick it up. Order online. They don't even give you an option to pay on the fucking thing now. You That's can. annoying. Well, it didn't give me. It was great. On a phone? Yeah, it wouldn't let me do it. I can do it on the computer. I always make my name something hilarious, like uh, Caleb Pizza Monster, or like put put extra cheese on my pizza, Campbell. You know, really? Yeah. <laughs> put, I, make, I bet you that works. I like go. I like go. Or I send Camilla in. She's like, it's a pizza for extra cheese, Campbell. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> so I don't order a lot of Domino's pizza. On Mondays, it's half price. Yeah, you were saying. But I didn't order Monday. It was fucking Saturday or something. Anyways. And uh, I, on the fucking Domino's tracker, which yeah. I'm not used to, I'm like, that's pretty neat. It said my pizza was picked up. It was like in the oven at this time, almost done in the oven or whatever. And then your pizza's been picked up. I'm like, that's what the fuck does that mean? Are they fucking with me? Like, no, did, okay. or did someone come in and take my order? So, so I had this in my head, so I'm like, I guess I'll just go down. Mm-hmm. Was it a pickup or delivery? It was a pickup. Okay, so you go and pick it up. So I'm going to pick it up, and uh, I walk in, and uh, these two dudes behind the counter look at each other and then look at me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm here to pick up two uh, pizzas. And then they look at each other again. And look at me again. They don't say anything. Okay. And then I'm like, oh, I'm like thinking, did someone actually come and fucking pick up my pizza? Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Someone fucking came in, took my goddamn pizza I just ordered. Now I'm going to have to wait another 20 minutes for our fucking pizza. So you're in a bad mood. And then not, not even, I'm just like confused okay. as to why they won't say anything but also as that, employees of the goddamn store. That employ- implies slightly no. Did you say I'm Kyle Vestner here to pick I up? I did not. So I didn't cheer out the top of my lungs. I get that. And then he's like, name. And yeah. I'm like, Kyle. And then they fucking look at each other again. I'm like, what is going on? Is there, did you spit in it yeah. or something? And then he went, Vesner? Went, yeah. Because he still wasn't giving me my goddamn this, pizza. This is like the biggest non-story I've ever no. heard. And then he's like, Bible beaters? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Give me my fucking pizza, weirdo. Yeah. I know no, that guy. Kidding. He's on my no. rugby team. <laughs> I know. I, no. I was like, yeah, that's yeah, Bible beaters, fucking interrupter. Hell yeah. 
You should have cut him off and started yelling about. <laughs> I know. St- yelling about the fucking brown, cousin fucking brownies way over there and God knows where. No, I just mean like I walked in and there was such a weird vibe that I thought something happened. They were probably like, I wonder if that's the guy. No, they were. I realized that I, right after that that was all the weird energy in there. <laughs> Is that him? I don't know if it's him. He I told, don't know why the fuck they were looking at each me, other. Yeah, but it was dead silence three times in a row, them looking at each other and looking at me. I think you That's really, a creepy vibe, man. I feel like you read into it too much. Now, my girlfriend was there, and she was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> okay. So it wasn't just me. I, I can to, guarantee you. I got to say, I played rugby with that guy. He's a good friend of mine. And I got this, I got a text. Your, your, uh, your co-host came in to buy a pizza. <laughs> He just like stared at me a lot, and then I just left the room awkwardly, and I was like, "Okay, weird." So that's that's both versions. Anyways, that's a boring story. That's not even what happened. Guess what I did? I went to Seattle. And see no, Nick look, I'm not done with his bullshit response. <laughs> that's not what happened at all. Okay, he was sitting behind the counter, all autistic, like because he works at Domino's Pizza. I he said Bible beaters. <laughs> then I said, "Oh, that's cool. You know Caleb, then I yeah. guess." Because we don't have any, we have like five organic fans that don't know us somehow through somebody. Yeah. And I didn't know him, so I assumed he knew you. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, what a- yeah, rugby. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, all the Campbells. Like, yeah, it was pretty fucking crazy, eh? And he's like, no, not really. And I was like, cool. <laughs> this story sucks. Yeah, I know. That's my whole point. It's on him. Okay. <laughs> I went to Seattle to see Necrogoblicon. What's his name, Adam? Uh, yeah. Lose the subscription, Adam. I'm done with you. Kyle, quit telling our fans not to listen. <laughs> you tell everyone to give us a five-star rating, and I say yeah. give us an honest rating. Then you say, don't listen at all. Exactly. Um, all or nothing on the Bible Beaters podcast. That's 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 very much your uh, your attitude. Yeah. So I went to Seattle to see Necrogoblicon play. I was, I'm excited to hear the fucking... I don't know anything about them. Okay, well, except the your quick shirt and dirty says Necrogoblicon, 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 and on the back it says Bears, 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 Bears. <laughs> the quick and dirty of Necrogoblicon is I'm pretty sure they were like a joke side project of some band. They're from L.A. and they got super internet famous. They have like five albums. Oh, now. really? They sing. Okay, most of their songs are about goblins. They're real awesome, and uh, so I heard. Camilla told me that they're playing. She's like, guess who's going to Seattle in three days? Was, she a fan? Um, yeah, because we've been listening to Magic Spider all summer. Their, their newest <laughs> what album. What is all this shit? The, well, That's their newest, newest album, album has a song called Magic. There's a magic spider on the wind. He spins a web for you. It's really good. So so it's like if uh, Led Zeppelin is even gayer. Sure. And don't don't eat chocolate on the podcast. I know. That's I can, hear, I can hear you chewing in my ears. Yep. I so, thought I'd get away with it. <laughs> so, um, we decided to go. On uh, so we take we borrowed uh, Camilla's our mutual friend's car, Camilla's friend first car, and uh, thank you very much, Mackenzie. But your car is a piece of fucking shit. It's a relatively new Mazda. Dude, Zoom. yours doesn't go past second gear. No, mine's mine sucks. That's why we had to borrow <laughs> her car, and it was so nice of her. But just the clutch is so hard to push down, and it's very not spacious. All the seats are rigid. It's like one of those, like... Why does that suck? It was just annoying. It, Everything was annoying. a new Mazda Speed? No, it was like probably a 2016 or something Mazda Zoom. Anyways, those everything... Nice. Here's the deal. Everything They're about... sporty. Okay, I hated it. Okay, I hated it. Did you stall it all the time? I stalled it a couple times. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Because you suck at driving. But any, I do suck at driving. But here's the point. I was complaining about the... Uh, free car that we got and camilla was very annoyed with me 
I'd be annoyed at that. So <laughs> I just continued to bitch, but I refused. I I could tell she was mad, but I, I complain even if I'm in a great mood. I'm like that's like I love complaining. It's like my favorite pastime. Like everything sucks and we're all gonna die. Ha! Yeah. Ah! Like that's like <laughs> literally the reason I do stand up comedy is because I think everything in the world sucks. The only thing that makes it good is complaining about it. Right? Yeah. Uh, like when you're in the gulag, like smashing rocks for Stalin, just smashing rocks. I th- I would complain about it, and that makes it hilarious. Like if you can all complain, anyways. So I'm complaining about this car. Camilla's all pissed off. We're in like a fight, like halfway down. Uh, at one point, I'm like, Camilla, you cannot ruin my night. I'm gonna continue to make fun of you and this car. And so just get. And then she's quiet for like half an hour. And then we get on the same page. And then we had a great time after that. We uh, so we go to the, we get to the bar in Seattle. So I got a question. Do you think which car, if your car had my a car third and fourth it. gear, it who, which it. car would you like better? Uh, to drive around yeah. my car. Oh, you're such an dude, idiot, dude. Wait, th- let me finish the story. It's the it's the seats the size of this chair, but you can't move your legs. You can't <gasps> spread your legs. My balls are constantly squished, constantly squished the whole time. Everything. I've never been a fat guy in one of those chairs, so I don't know the difference. Everything you know? was uncomfortable. We get to the bar. It's an absolute. It's pushing your body in a way a human being supposed to be shaped, and you're complaining about Shut it. The- it was like the smaller <laughs> than an airplane seat, dude. It sucks. <laughs> And the seat's like fucking rigidly straight up and the clutch, you have to hammer it down. So my legs fully extended for the entire drive with my foot like this and yeah. fucking crouching on my head. Anyways, so you're sh- short stubby legs. You're ruining my story. <laughs> no one likes your input to this story so far. I could tell. So we get to the I bar. Like so we get to the bar. That's all I did. So we get to the bar and it's like one of those great shithole. It's like right under the, the I-5, like right under the main highway. Like, there's a tent city of bums around the whole front two-thirds of it. And around the bar you're going into where the concert's playing? Like, in the Meridian, across the road, yeah. tent city, and then down the alleyway, tent city. Uh, turned over dumpsters, garbage everywhere. I'm like, yes. So how successful are they? They're super famous on the internet, but there was only probably 80 people at the show. It was tiny. How much are tickets? 20 bucks. Oh, wow. So they're not like... There was like five opening bands. So anyways, we get to the bar. Oh, wow. That's... Holy shit. They, the bands... Opening bands mostly sucked, except for like <laughs> As Pillars Fall, I think they're called. Um, we get to the bar. I walk in. We're pretty early. We left at like nine in the morning. We get there at like five. There's nobody there. There's just one chick sitting at the bar and the bartender, um, this awesome chick. And I walk in. They got like this melodic death metal playing like right up my alley. And I was like, is this Borknagar? And the bartender oh. chick's like, dude, she's oh. like, yeah, this is Borknigger. <laughs> That's how she pronounced it. And then <laughs> I was like, I love Borknigger. She's like, me too. So instant buddies with her, right? Oh, for the love of God. We order two drinks. I'm like, I'll have a Coors Light because we're in America. And Camilla's like, I'll have a double Long Island. And before You're I in get- America. You didn't say that. We're- Seattle. Oh, you went to Seattle. Seattle. I heard Vancouver in my head the whole time. You don't. You never listen. Bye, Leah. And then um, we got I can't to, believe you're allowed to cross the border, but yeah, it was no problem. Uh, we had to go in. Camilla had to sign a little form because she's uh, from foreign land. Mm-hmm. We we get. To, I order this. She orders a double Long Island. I didn't have the chance to tell her 
don't order a double. We're in the states. Yeah, because that's four ounces of alcohol. And the bartender chicks is like, oh yeah, <laughs> we've already like established rapport. She takes uh, Long Island is four parts, four different alcohols. Yeah, so she takes two bottles, half the glass. Takes two more, half the glass. She's like, oh no, there's no room. She like, like, we can't have a dog whining for this whole podcast. No, can we do something about that? I can pause it. And we're back. Sorry, guys. I don't know if you could hear that, but it was really distracting to me. And more distracting than Kyle's interrupting. So we're at the bar. She she makes this drink of, like, full liquor. And I was like, yeah. oh, my God. She's like... <laughs> like With the Coke at the no, end? She gave us a glass of Coke on the side to mix when we drank some more of it. <laughs> no way. It was that bad? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Well, it was just... It was pure liquor. Yep. So we... A pint glass of pure liquor. That's how we started. And then we walked around Seattle a little bit. It's a pretty nice city. We're right on the right on the water there. Seattle's nice to visit. It's got like cool culture, but I wouldn't I don't think I'd want to live there. There was a Starbucks on every corner at this one intersection. That's like, crazy. I've seen it. Yeah, it's what the fuck? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Why? Yeah. I think it's to say they did it. Yeah. I think it's pure advertising so people go, "See this fucking Starbucks? Or either there's so much a demand for Starbucks in the morning." That there's like lineups and they're trying to like, dude. That reminds me of meet Lu- demand of Louis' joke. If he was Bill Gates, if he had all the money in the world, he's like, I just surround every Starbucks in six shit ass pet fuckers, just like surrounding them. You know his joke about shit ass pet fuckers? No. He'd open up a pet store that was the worst store ever. It's like, yeah, hundred dollars bag of dog food. That's what we cost at shit ass pet fuckers. And they would lose money every day, and he would surround every Starbucks and shit ass pet. We fuck your pet. We literally fuck your pet. If you bring it here, we will fuck it. Why would anybody bring your dogs there? Anyways, you have a hundred billion dollars. That's the that's the joke. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so uh, we're getting a little drunk. We go into the show, and. This is an all ages show, and I have never really. Se- I have never seen this before in my life. A guy literally had a baby on his shoulders. No, yes. no, yes, yes. How uh, old? Like under two. Are you fucking kidding me? Under two. It At was, least he had earplugs. The baby had earplugs in, but I thought he should have had over earplugs. Yeah, both. But this guy is fucking at the front. He's in no, he's the not. mosh pit. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. What the fuck is wrong with him? The baby, I will say. Oh, for the love of God. Was having a blast. The baby was all smiles the whole show. I, I, I bet. I kept looking. I kept, that baby needs an extra pair of I kept saying, like, this though. is unethical. Like, somebody do something. The guy was huge, by the way. He was, like, 6'4", like, so what? like built... I'm just saying one guy bumps into him. He falls and drops his baby. Now you killed his baby. Right. I know that's my fault that I killed a retard's baby. Dude, it was absolutely nuts. The baby, he would like put the metal horns in the air. The baby? No, the the guy. And the baby would like pump its fist and like point different wrong fingers out. No way. But it tried to do metal horns. It was pretty adorable. That's uh, that's really adorable. And the man would kind of like like shake around and like run th- he walked through the mosh pit several times and the baby would be holding the head like laughing hysterically i gotta say the baby had a great time that's a chill fucking baby then there was like another f- a dad that and, seems so irresponsible and wife <laughs> that brought like five kids from the ages of like eight to like six and all the kids have metal shirts on and they're standing against the wall with like giant hearing protection banging their heads and i was like these kids are what? gonna be fucked up growing they grow up there's no way I think experiencing your kids to that fucking culture, unless you're like, 
I don't know. It can't be good. It can't be good. Like my my dad did that to me, but not at concerts that like that. And also, he was like thirty something. Yeah. So he was a loser in terms of pop culture at that point. You know, mm-hmm. he, it's what he liked when he was fifteen. Well, this was probably like this guy was maybe not much older than thirty five. God damn. And he's you know bringing his kid to metal shows. I don't. I wouldn't bring a kid to metal shows. That seems so irresponsible. I, I would bring a kid to like Ozfest or something like that. And if you had chairs, you go to the side. Sit at the back. Here's the thing, like. I wouldn't bring a kid to Ozfest though. A toddler, a two. No, no, I would never would. Even little kids. Here's the Lock thing. Lock that thing in the car, man. The thing about crack me- the window. The metal people. <laughs> you crack it open. It's not even that hot out. Give him a bottle of water. Plastic no, bag to play with. No, <laughs> no tree line in sight. Yeah, but the thing is, people at metal shows are actually a lot cooler than you would think oh, yeah. from the outside. If I, I've been like. Piss drunk in metal shows. Not fell the same down. as punk shows. No, not at all. Metal guy, metal guys are way nicer than punk way guys. Way nicer. Like I've fallen and almost got trampled and had like a couple of people help yeah, me up real all, quick, get back in the mosh pits. It's mosh like pit a friendly, etiquette. yeah, friendly elbows to the face is what metal is. Punk is like I wanna, I'm gonna stomp you if you're on the ground. Yeah. So that was pretty. That was pretty wild. Um, most of the that opening. That is fucking bands, unbelievable to me. Most of the opening bands weren't that good. Uh, I'm drinking heavily at the bar. Well, you started hard. Heavily. Obviously. Heavily, dude. I'm fucking wasted at this point. How much is that double Long Island, which is really a quadruple? Uh, it was 20 bucks. Oh, that's expensive. Yeah, but it was a full bottle of no, alcohol. I, no, I get it. No, it's worth it. I just mean if someone didn't get the full bottle treatment, I'd be like, fuck, goddamn. <laughs> so um, I'm getting pretty hammered at this point. Um, some guy that looks like... Do you remember the guy in Superbad that works at the liquor store when they drop it and he just goes, yes, I do. Yeah. A guy that looked exactly like him comes up to me and he's like, you're the bass player from so-and-so. And And I was like, I'm not the guy. He's like, and he's hammered. He's like, yeah, you are. You're the guy. And I was like, I'm not the guy. (laughs) He's like, dude, you don't have to tell everybody around here, but you're the guy. And I was like, all right, I'm the guy. He's like, I fucking knew you were the guy. (laughs) (laughs) And then I'm like, shut up. Don't tell anybody else. He's like, all right, dude. And then so, I don't know, like in between every band, he's like pointing at me. That's fucking Came great. over. We shot the shit a little bit. And Did then, you buy any drugs? Yeah. So I'm standing next to this other guy and I'm like, and the guy's looking back at me, like waving, like giving me fucking horns and stuff. And I'm like, uh, this is to another stranger. I'm like, hey, dude, this guy thinks I'm the bassist of some band and he won't take no for an answer. And so the guy's like laughing. And then this fan comes up to me again. And he's like, so, blah, blah, blah. He's like, are you the drummer? He says to this guy standing next to me. And I was like, he's got a big camera. He's a, obviously a photographer. Holy shit. Like, no, is no, this no, guy no. retarded? Yeah, no, he's wasted. He's like, you're the drummer. To this. What a fucking so me, retard. Me and this new guy are laughing our dicks off, right? And I was like, no, no, this guy's my photographer. He's like, oh, fuck, that's so fucking cool, man. He's like, starts un- like opening up about how he wants to be in a metal band and shit. Oh. It's absolutely hilarious. Necrogoblicon takes the stage. Very hazily remember about four songs, but I do remember yelling Magic Spider in between every single song. You were that guy? Me and Camilla. And they played it last song, I think only because of me. I don't think they normally play that song because it's very keyboard heavy. No, I'm just kidding. They probably play it all the time, but God damn, was it fun. <laughs> I was in the mosh pit. I did the classic like shirt over my head move in the mosh pit. That's your jam. You don't like to dish out the pain. You like to accept no, no, no. it. I like to just 
weather the storm. My favorite, the bigger the mosh pit, the better, but I like to sit in the middle and just, I try to be in the middle of the mosh pit and just get rocked. Like I kind of just jump up and down with my feet, like, you know, shoulder width apart and just fucking take hits. And, uh, if nobody's moshing really, then I'll, then I'll be a prick a little bit at a different time at born of Osiris and Vale of Maya. I was in LA at the Roxy and no one was moshing and I was I was being annoying. I was trying to start a mosh pit. Yeah. And everybody hates that guy, right? So like four guys took like real cheap shots at my back cuz I was just like, "Come on, you fucking pussies." I'm like got my <laughs> back to the band like fingering the crowd, like dragging people and throwing them. Everyone was like, "Fuck off." Like I was going to have a mosh pit whether they wanted it or not. Yeah. And then uh the last at this is in LA, I got uh, smoked in the back, smacked my face off the ground, big cut over my eye, and then immediately the bouncer was like, "You're bleeding, kicked out." And I didn't get to see the last band. Which, oh, that's brutal. Which is after I can't re- even remember those all those bands sound the same to me. Born of Osiris, Veil of Maya, and After the Burial. Uh yeah. They all sound the same. It's Anyways, I started a mosh pit in a little bar in the in the States once because we were no, it was in Vancouver in the shitty part part of Vancouver. Yeah. What's that? Hastings. Hastings? That's where the hotel rickshaw. was. Some little shithole. It was a Rage Against the Machine cover band. Yeah. And we're like, we had nothing to do that night. We I tried to find any other bands. Nothing else was playing. So I was like, we're here tonight and we're going to we're going to have fun. fun, man. We're going to have fun. So ev- everyone else is in tables, right? Yeah, and me and Chad, which you guys might remember from earlier episodes, are like, "Fuck it, we're starting a mosh pit." So it's just me and him, and we're just bouncing off each other, elbowing. People start to form a semicircle, like kind of want to get into it. So we're like bumping into people a little bit, trying. To get That's it. how you do it. You kind of yeah. just start nudging. Yeah, exactly. Kinda just start nudging with your shoulders, little like shoulder roll like that, and then you bu- you bump somebody and kind of smirk at them. And then they, they either smirk back, and if they don't, you give them a little push. Yeah. And then they push you, and you say, that's <laughs> it, buddy. It's a real, like, foreplay thing. It's it kind of like you go, you go to pat it with the little with your fingers there, and she knocks your hand away, and then, you oh, now we're moshing. So I remember uh, before it got going, we did end up getting it going, but people have just formed a circle. They're gathering around the floor. They're gathering around us. It's like the four of us now. Yeah. And this, uh, oh, this, that's yeah, yeah, this really flamboyantly <laughs> real organic grassroots, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's four mosh pit, yeah, it is. So, but people have gathered around, they're out of their seats now, they're off the table where they were before, so we're like this progress, right? Mm-hmm. And this really flamboyantly gay dude comes in the mosh pit, whatever, no big deal. But his boyfriend, equally flamboyant, comes and rips him out. He's like, No, I want, he's like fighting to get back in. <laughs> I don't know why he didn't want him in the mosh pit. It's uh, funny. So concerned for his safety. Chad starts bumping everybody, right? I feel like Chad has no mosh pit etiquette. No. I feel like Chad's no. throwing elbows trying he to is. knock people out. No, he's not like that, but he's bumping everybody. He's fucking elbow. He's getting There's in There's guys yeah. that go in the mosh pit. They're like, I'm here to hit somebody. Like, it's hockey or football. Yeah, that's not what it is. No. Not at all. It's more about you're, bump- you're hitting people, but not on purpose. It's Unless you, like, make eye contact and you, like, yeah. want to, like, tap. It's to enjoy the impact, you know? Yeah. yeah. So then Chad, I guess... Gets shoved real hard. Takes it personally. Classic. Yeah. <laughs> Turns around, shoves the wrong person. Oh. It's like a six foot tall, pretty butch chick. Yeah. <laughs> and then goes, oh, fuck, when he sees who it is. Way taller than him, by the way. Yeah. Six foot two, maybe. She gets him in a chokehold. I'm pissing myself <laughs> laughing. And a raging machine cover man. Yeah. What song's playing? I don't know. Fuck you. I won't do what you tell me. Just get <laughs> choked out by a girl. And she's laughing. 
Because Chad's like, oh, fuck, I didn't mean to. And then she gets him in a chokehold. Oh, it was fucking hilarious. She wasn't mad at all. She was just, like, playing along because she knew he didn't mean to. I love that yeah. shit, man. There's something real cathartic about a mosh pit. Just, like, I'm all sore still a little bit. Oh, I'm Bad sore. Shoulders. Real sore after a Bruises. My nose a little sore. Sesh. For some reason, my nose always gets hit. It's like it, I mean, it's getting bigger. I know. It's, so it's like a bigger target each it's time. Like, it's like when you bite your lip and it swells and then you bite <laughs> it again. My fucking nose just keeps getting hit in these mosh pits. Simeon, my brother Simeon broke my nose like eight months ago. It in looks a, mosh a little pit. more even now than it was before. It's just more bulbous. It's, <laughs> it's straighter. Well, it's evened out. Yeah. Well, it yeah. used to be to the. Yeah. Okay. When I first can... busted my nose, it was in rugby and I fucking smashed it all the way to the right. Uh, the trainer on the field straightened it, and it was a little. Did they know? Did he know how to do it? Uh, I don't know. I was sixteen. Oh, okay. And he gave me the old uh, on three, one, two, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" So much blood poured out. Yeah. And then I broke my nose Ugh. like, I don't know, a month after that in another rugby game. I guess it'd be easy. It wouldn't be fully healed. That's and then I uh, smashed it the other way across my face. So my nose has been like off-centered twice how's your breathing real bad yeah i can only do coke out of this nostril <laughs> this one doesn't even fucking work really yeah you're gonna you, have to get that scraped look out at one this. Day. i don't know if you can see but no i can't really my i whole, can i can see my septum is yeah. fully over here so like this nostril is like a vanity nostril it's like a fake nostril because it's almost completely blocked closed. off yeah fuck Sometimes when this nostril gets too coked out, I try to do something here, and it's just a waste. Anyways. <laughs> um, Hi, Mom and Dad. Uh, just uh, and for the listeners, that show I was real worried about on Thursday, I went pretty not bad. Pretty not bad anyways. Pretty I was there. Bad. Yeah. Kyle. It was pretty not bad. It was my hype guy. It went pretty good. <laughs> I like doing that shit. It's underrated how fun it is to hype up a crowd and then get someone on. Yeah. yeah being a host is so easy. I don't understand why people go up there and host comedy and just do Too their busy. material. No. They just go, hi, my name's Kyle. So I was at the grocery store the other day oh and this lady came in. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Tell, they tell, don't want jokes. Tell a certain long-nosed skinny guy that. <laughs> so I was in New York. New York's better than me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I also drove to Prince George. You know what's in Prince George? Meth heads. Like, it doesn't help if the bits are awful, too. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> So here we are, uh, back to the Bible. Uh, remember what happened last week, Kyle? I do. What? The, what the, the Lord in His loving, merciful kindness. He murdered everyone. Fifteen thousand people. Two hundred fifty. Sucked a bunch of them down into a crack in the yeah. earth for, or Moses did. Korah's, we don't know. No, it's we're it's God. Remember, we take this through book the power of literally. God. Yeah. yeah. So Korah, the Korites, Korah's family was swallowed by the earth. Never to be seen again. Also, to know to where to I don't to know Sheol to the pit. Is that did, they're falling to this day? Did it say that? Yeah, to, to Sheol, the grave. And then um, two hundred fifty burned alive, and then fourteen thousand seven hundred by the plague before Aaron could em- hit the emergency incense, burn it in a <laughs> censer to stop God's madness. It's like pulling. Instead of a fire alarm, it's like this a backup sprinklers, you know, your house is on fire. Yeah. And exactly. you're trying to hit the hit the emergency switch. In case switch. of God's rage, <laughs> smash and burn this incense. You know, in a specific in this specific bowl. 
So that's where that's where we ended last week. I'm not going to say who sent me this, and I'm not going to say it at the end because I think it's a good time. But we're we're not reading the emails. I don't have questions anymore. No. But I did receive an email that thinks that we are faking it. What do you mean faking it? I mean that we're uh, we're actually religious and what we've made some kind of. They like the podcast, by the way. But they think we're actually religious, and we've made an entertaining excuse to read the Bible. And this is something <laughs> you would say. This is like a conspiracy, like Kyle Vester conspiracy. <laughs> He's like, no, no, no. They're gonna shit on the Bible as a way to read it and subliminally get people to believe it. <laughs> we pointed out every instance <laughs> we think is dumb. I know. That's what they think, though. Okay. Well. Okay, guy. If Girl. You're, if. Okay, of course. <laughs> if somehow in our reading of this Bible makes you believe more, then I guess that's what we're doing. Then you've made up your mind ahead of time. I how, think. <laughs> how the fuck? Dude, all I've know. ever said is people who read this are fucking stupid. <laughs> My it, own mother. I called a fucking idiot. I think, I think their point was the fact that we're getting people to read it that have never read it, and we're discussing okay, there, breaking down the Bible. There is that. There is that, but at the end of the day, but I think that's a positive in the in the realm of you're going to build an atheist like that. I don't think that's going to ever yeah, build a Christian. That's how I said I lost my faith by <laughs> reading it. Exactly. My dad's like, "Oh, you done some bad things. You should read the, read about what you did." I'm like, "If I if you want me to be like this, I quit. I'm fucking out." Have you read it? You should have just you should have just fucking lit their house on fire or something. You know, and <laughs> be like, "That's what God said to do." Inform on your parents. That's what God says. Like, wait for them to, you catch them in a lie, and then you, like, light, <laughs> smash all their favorite stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I caught my mom once. Um, my parents used to fast and pray. My dad did a several 40-day fast. Bullshit. Oh, for real, dude. How much weight did he lose? A lot. Okay, well, then I believe you. He uh, Because you would lose a lot of weight. He spent 21 days, not nights, 21 days on top of a scaffold in front of our church. Just praying over the city, like as a publicity stunt. My mom fasted that for forty days. That is fucking insane. Yeah, he he got uh, in a great way though. He had to stop. Very eccentric. He uh, he fainted and fell down the stairs because of the fast. Because of the fast, I guess so. We were all downstairs watching cartoons, and we heard and my dad's head like kind of flopped into the frame, Ooh, like Mufasa in The Lion King, just like. Ugh. And we were all like, oh, my oh, God, Dad, shit. are you okay? And he was out. And my mom came and he got up and we gave – he had some juice that day. Yeah. No shit. Uh, my mom, though, as a, what was I going to say? Was Fuck. Catching my parents lying. That's a great story. I want to hear the rest of it after this. That's the whole story. No, the rest of the – My dad fasting? Yeah. How many times did he do it? I think he did it three times. But you'd have to For ask 40 him. 40 days? That's 40 fucking days. intense, he dude. Did, he did a ju- – so most of them were juice fasts. Juiced juice fast okay so you're getting calories still yeah but he did at for sure 21 days on water more than once and he might have done 40 days on just water that's some fucking dedication regardless of whether it's for publicity stunt or not i think the last time was when he fell down the stairs and then he had did just did juice fast but anyways so catching my parents lying i came upstairs this was the same time of year when my dad the same fast both my parents were fasting so my mom was making us oh this is two funny stories Catching your lying first. So uh, I walk upstairs. My mom's sweeping the floor, and I see her eating food, eating out of the dustpan. And I was like, Mom, what are you doing? And she's like, it was only a Cheerio. (laughs) 
No fucking way. She was so hungry, she ate out of the dustpan. A Cheerio. And then I didn't know what she was doing. I wasn't like, gotcha. Yeah. I was just like, what are you doing? And then she, it was only a Cheerio. And that's when I realized, like, oh, she broke her fast. But, <laughs> and then. Does she not know the punishment for that? I don't for know. making a vow to God and breaking it? Oh, she death. She should. Death. Death. Um, She's still alive. Another proof. time. More proof there is no God. During an earlier fast. So my parents are fasting, right? But we're not fasting. We're kids. Yeah. They fed us. Well, but my I mo- would fucking hope my so. My mom made this absolutely disgusting bean soup. It was gar. It was burnt and it was, it smelled like shit and tasted like farts. It was one of the grossest things I've ever had. <laughs> and she's like, you boys are eating this soup. And all five of us, my sister was too, uh, so all four of us, my sister was a baby. We're like, we couldn't eat it. It was uned- it was inedible. It was disgusting. Yeah. And we sat there. We had to stare down for like three hours around the dinner table. My mom just thought we were being spoiled brats. Yeah. But she couldn't eat it because she's on her fast. We're like, mom, so it's she disgusting. she didn't even taste it. It's disgusting. And she'd smell it. And she's like, it smells fine. Like, I got this recipe from so-and-so who's a good cook. And then finally she took a little taste and she's like, you boys don't have to eat this. It was that bad? <laughs> it was disgusting. <laughs> and she hadn't eaten in like 20 days. And she broke her fast? Well, I mean, yeah, but. That's twice. I, that's twice. Not a lot of conviction. That's three strikes. Mrs. Campbell. <laughs> I mean, bitch. It's uh, your mother. I just like saying For the bitch. love of God. Bitch is for comedy, Kyle. <laughs> I know. Uh, anyways, so where were we? So uh, last week, so God killed. Here's the last two verses. But 14,700 people died from the plague, in addition to those who had died because of Korah. Because of Korah, not because of God. Korah was the family who was swallowed up. Oh, it's their fault. Yeah, because of him. There's not even any sympathy for their eternal souls? No. I'll go back one verse further. Verse 48. Uh, Aaron stood between the living and the dead, and the plague stopped. But 14,700 people died from the plague. Jesus In addition Christ. to those who died because of Korah. Not because of God, because of Korah. Then Aaron returned to <laughs> Moses to, to the, at the entrance at the tent of meeting. Why do you make me something. hate you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Your analogy was perfect about God is the big boyfriend. And Moses is like, that guy grabbed my ass. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's exactly it. Like, no, stop. <laughs> It's perfect. It's it's so funny because God never does it. I I can understand why people can make the argument that God's nice because he never actually gets the blame for the things he did. Does the Bible? No, it's always somebody. It's always someone else's. So there's always the excuses. Well, God had to. That's my mom because that's what he does. And it's the definite like God is infallible Mm. and always holy. So if he decides you need to die. You must have needed to die. It's like taking the executioner, the guy that in the chair that like injects the whatever and calling him a serial killer. That's yeah. what they're acting like. Yeah. It's like God doesn't want to do that to you. He makes them he do it. He has to do it because of what you did. Yeah, why do you make me do <laughs> And then you're like, what if all they did was uh, just mention how they don't want to give all this stuff? Those are the rules! <laughs> yeah. I didn't make them. Yes, you did. You did make them. Oh, wait, I did make them. And also, here's a new one. You're fired for no reason. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Here's a new one. You're on fire for no reason. All right. Uh, Numbers chapter 17, the budding of A.A. Ron's staff. 
The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and get twelve staffs from them, one from each leader of their ancestral tribes. Write the name of each man on his staff. Wait, are these... Uh, I I was uh, under the impression that people who carried staffs were not like a walking stick. It was some kind of ceremonious power thing. Uh, so do a lot of people have them? Because I know Moses had one and it was so significant in the Bible, they never mentioned everyone else having them. Um... I'm going to say a lot of people had a staff. Think about all the people who have walkers and wheelchairs and shit yeah. today. They probably all had staffs. But also, you're right that, like, you know, the Romans, like, almost every armor had standard bearers where they would carry, like, a staff with, like, symbols on it. Okay. Or, like, there's all kinds of different reasons for it. So, practically... So, it's more of a household object that a lot of people had. Probably, yeah. Most men had a, a staff or a walking stick. So, it's not significant on its own because it was... Okay, I was kind of under the impression that staves were like like a goofy hat, you know? But like kings, like the Pope has. kings would have like a royal scepter or a royal yeah. staff. So they'd have ornamental... Just a differentiator. Yeah. Like with some jewels and mm-hmm. gold and shit. Gotcha. Lord said to Moses, speak to the Israelites, collect all the staffs. Write the name of each man on his staff. On the staff of Levi, write Aaron's name. For there must be one staff for each head of each ancestral tribe. Place them in front of the tent of meeting, in front of the testimony, where I meet with you. The staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout, and I will rid myself of this constant grumbling against you by the Israelites. So this is another uh, test. Oh, you know what I fucked up last time? What? Remember when I was like, I'm going to start saying that, and then I said you I was going to wait, it. and I never said it once. I was very, I listened to that and was annoyed <laughs> I know. that I, I didn't know. get to hear it. Because I, I forgot. It would have been perfect at the end. What was it? And that was pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> and, that was <laughs> and they were burned alive, and that was pleasing to the Lord. Oh, you should have done I know. I fucked it up. I forgot. Next time. You guys can do that yourselves, because <laughs> I'm going to forget again. That'd be a good uh, text text notification. And that was pleasing to the Lord. <laughs> the staff I ch- uh, the staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout, and I will rid myself of this constant grumbling against you by the Israelites. So Moses spoke to the Israelites and their leaders and gave them 12 staffs. Do you understand what just happened there? So uh, this they, is, they got this, a bunch of staffs that represent the tribe. This is another test. So remember the last test was Moses said, all of you burn incense and we'll see who God chooses. Oh, this is another test? And so everyone who burned incense was burned so alive. So Moses thinks not a lot of people, not enough people have died yet. And then so Moses says, bring 12 staffs, one from each tribe, and we'll see who's in charge. And the staff that God picks will sprout meaning like grow flowers oh okay because staffs are made from a tree branch right yeah so obviously they're dead branches because it's a staff so that's going to be the miracle so this guy who just picked his was like fuck yes so moses spoke to the israelites and their leaders and gave them 12 staffs one for the leader of each ancestral tribe and amron's staff was among them so now it's not death moses placed the Do you staffs- think moses had an idea of what the punishment was going to be based on the test he created for God? No, he said the staff belonging to the man I choose will sprout. So they knew that this yeah, was Yeah, I know. Test. But you know how right now it's assumed that no one's going to die from this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But before, he could have had a similar test. Okay. But he chose bowls of fire. Do you think because he knew God was going to murder them with fire? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. It kind of feels that let's way. Let's go back and... I don't know. Because he tells him to light a fire. So you're like, if God is going to choose, what's he going to do? Make my fire bigger? Put all the other fires out? Those are the kind of the options, right? I'm going... Or I'm kill going, me with fire. I'm reading back. And it says, when Moses... So 
This is back in the Bible. When Moses heard that the people were grumbling against him, he said to Korah and his followers, in the morning God will show you what's going to happen. He says, take censers and put fire and incense in them before mm-hmm. the Lord. So I feel like God is, orca- I mean, Moses is orchestrating the punishment that did, God's going to dish out. It did. Like, there's two, a bit, there's two possible uh, versions of the events. Either Moses said burn incense and he knew that God would burn them or God said, you know, get them to burn incense and I'll pick my favorite. Like mm-hmm. it's possible that Moses was like, we'll just burn some incense and maybe some light will shine down or like a cloud will appear over a guy. Okay. So maybe he's thinking this time, holy fuck. Then they get burned alive. Moses is like, holy <laughs> fucking shit. God, what the fuck, man? Aaron burned some incense. He's like, I'm not burning incense. You see what happened to those 250 fucking guys? <laughs> no shit. So this time he's like telling him to use the staffs. God. And he's just hoping God doesn't beat them to death with a branch or something. Yeah, yeah like maybe the staff just like starts floating and smash. It's gets right. like shoved up their asses until it comes out their mouth. And that's the one I choose. Oh. Uh, he's like, I thought that one was foolproof. <laughs> really couldn't think you would take that over the edge. So Moses spoke to the Israelite leaders, and their leaders gave him 12 staffs, one for each of the ancestral tribes, and eight around staffs among them. Moses placed the staffs before the Lord. So now it's not an individual. Tent of the testimony. So he's going to pick the his favorite tribe now, not picking, individual person or leader. Um, because the the staffs represent the whole tribe. One from each leader of the tribes. So yeah, uh, I think the the leader, the leader of the tribe. So yes, essentially the tribe. The next day, Moses entered the tent of testimony. And saw that Aaron's staff, which had represented the house of Levi, had not only sprouted, but had budded, blossomed, and produced almonds. <laughs> it's an almond tree? Okay. I want to say that this is one of the lamest miracles God's ever performed. So, they left them in the tent overnight. There's no possibility someone came in with a new staff that was a budded, blossomed, and produced almonds branch and just put it where Aaron's staff used to be. I mean, of course, it's a possibility. I mean, but it's a possibility he did it before himself. God. Uh, yeah, I know. But like the previous miracles. Uh, okay, so the previous miracles, fires coming out of the literal ark of the government and burning people alive. Yeah, we'll just leave this. This is like a tooth fairy miracle. That was my criticism of God's miracles the whole time until he started doing fucking crazy shit like that, right? Yeah. The is earth they... swallowed up a whole family. Exactly. I was like, do something that a human being couldn't do if they everyone is looking away. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're a miracle, if I can do it, if I tell everyone to look away for a minute, then I'm not counting it. Yeah. That's that's my line. So this is so this is pretty lame. So <laughs> then Moses brought all the staffs in the Lord's presence to the Israelites. They looked at them. And each man took his own staff. The Lord said to Moses, "Put back Aaron's staff in front of the testimony, uh, in front of the the testimony, to be kept as a sign to the rebellious. This will put an end to their grumbling against me, so that they will not die." Moses did just as the Lord commanded him. So I do not kill them. Hang on. Do you know what the last thing they did in the last chapter was? They took the censers, the bowls that they burned the incense in, hammered them out flat, and yeah. coated the ark. And that's a reminder that you will not die because 250 of those motherfuckers got burned alive. <laughs> this one, you're just putting a stick with flowers on it in front of a tent. And that's supposed to be a reminder more poignant than all those metal plated Ark of the Government with the ashes of humans in them. And isn't everyone wearing tassels now? Yeah. And it said, remember, it said, take from their smoldering remains the censers and oh, hammer God. them. And ha- they were still smoking. 
How many reminders do they need? Yeah, the Israelites are fucking retards. I bet you if we counted it the whole time, God probably has 20 plus do this as a reminder or I'll kill you. That's what, They've that's, forgotten everyone. That's all of, that's all of what it is because it's just a co- means of controlling the population. Yeah. So everyone wear tassels. Everyone follow this. Everyone say this prayer. Everyone do that. And you're all brainwashed into doing what we're going to do. So Moses did just as the Lord commanded him. Isn't it weird that chanting like, is so effective at conditioning people? Like every cult, I pledge every... allegiance to the rag my mom used to wear between her legs. <laughs> is there more to that? No, I was just riffing on it. Oh, that's pretty good. I just fucking, I just hate, you know, yeah, all that type of like, say this every week. You go to church every week and they sing the same songs. Like That's what I mean. That was my point. Yeah. It's like... There's something about the the rhythmic chanting, the repetitive, because they sing the same fucking songs all the time. And they're always like, God is good. They never say, God, burn 250 (laughs) people alive. Burn them alive and from the smoldering remains. I get you be, we're singing this because we're scared that God's going to kill us all. Yeah, the fear of the Lord is a good quality to have. (laughs) Is that? God says you should be scared. Really? Yeah. Well, I I am. A man who feared God. Those are all the God's favorite are scared of him. Oh, yeah, this guy, he's scared. He knows what I'm going to do. <laughs> no shit. All the smart people should be. Dude, every instance of people that like, you become like little children and follow me, fear me or else. Like, yeah, it's basically turn off your brain if you want to believe this shit. It's like a dude that doesn't know how to talk to his kids, so he spanks him all the time. That's how we're tricking people into reading this to them so they'll subliminally follow this. <laughs> That's fucking retarded. I do that bother you. Oh, dude, you know, one, the one piece I get out of this podcast, the one thing that makes me feel okay Mm -hmm. for working for an organization that spreads lies around the world is I get to go once or twice a week and just shit all over their most sacred ideas. Yeah. That's like the one, that's like one of the things that made me less depressed this year. I was like suicidally (laughs) depressed two years ago and I'm like, at least I get to publicly shit on all these ideas. (laughs) Yeah, I get it, but. If it, from and an, now people attribute me to sneaking <laughs> to get them to fucking believe this shit. Not people, person. But as an outside, if I'm playing devil's advocate, yeah. from an outside perspective, sure, you're shitting on it now, but you are also doing the opposite. You are also working I know. for the church. I know I am. So from like the church's perspective, you're shitting on I it. I hate that. But from the Bible's beater's perspective, he's also working for the church. I hate anyone, that about anyone myself. Anyone know that? But he's... I'm Works also the church. I'm helping out my dad. It's a sweet gig. I can do. I can take <laughs> unlimited time off. Great gig. Yeah. To do comedy and, you know what? I'm secretly. This is the. Have you ever heard of anarchy taking things down from the inside? That's kind of. How ever I heard feel. of that? I want to do an extra podcast or like even maybe documentary or some sort of. I want to document from the inside what these fucking crazies believe. So on my dad's podcast, I'm I'm starting to ask for. Hey, I don't believe any of the shit you just said. Can we do a secondary podcast where I kind of cross-examine most of this story? And oh, that's not going to work out well. I pitched that to my dad, and he's like, oh, I don't know. I'm like, come on. The weird thing is my You'll parents, win because he won't prepare. My parents are so he cool. Has no, he has no incentive to prepare for you that. You know what my dad's podcast is, right? It's I can't remember. It's Christian What the Fuck. You ever listen to What the Fuck with Mark Maron? Used to, yeah. Where'd you grow up? What'd your parents do? How'd you get in the business? That's what it is? I thought he was doing some uh, chapters of some angel bullshit. What? 
I don't know. There's another. There's a dream that's never going to happen, which I would be interested in, is like a Christian history podcast. But conversions is mostly he just interviews famous preachers or authors. That's what it is about. Where'd you? How'd you get your start? Why are you a Christian? Basically, conversions. The conversion story of everybody. Half the Bible is conversion stories. Oh, I didn't know that. And okay. I just want to go. So the, I'll let my dad do it, and then I'm like, hey, can I have an extra hour here? And you said this, this, and this. And like to the dude or to, to your the guy? Dad? No, not to not to my dad. To the actual person. Oh, and dude. they would all talk to me. They I know these hate people, that. dude. You know what? Most of them are surprisingly cool, and most of them know. I'm no, like, for sure. I don't believe any of the things you believe. I think all you guys are nuts. And they're like, it's cool that you. They all like kind of respect me for just like being completely honest about it. But yeah, it's fucking crazy. Some of the shit that like they believe, like Brian, like uh, Brian. Uh, Simmons, I think his name is. He told a story about his daughter getting bit by a black uh, widow. They? No, a black mamba or something. A Wid- snake. A widowmaker snake. Okay, so this guy went to the jungle jungles of Panama to like previously un- unreached people groups and preached them the Bible and stuff. And he so this is his miracle story about his daughter surviving the snake. So oh, he's praying. God. He's okay. praying for his daughter in a in a hut in the middle of nowhere, and. She's like looking real bad. And then he says the the whole hut fills with wasps and he believes that to be demons and they cast the demons out and then blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then eventually uh, a helicopter or like some boat came and they got it out of there. Then I find out I talked to the wife of this guy. They're like, yeah, so we gave her some doses of antivenom. And oh, get the fuck out of here. I was like, you left that part out of the story when you're telling us, you know, <sighs> I, I, I sincerely believe that most of these people don't think they're real miracles or at the very best think people won't believe them as miracles. No, they be- if they believe them as miracles. I think that they kind of like well they all lie and exaggerate them. They exaggerate for they sure. all do. No, so I- there's got to be if you if a real miracle is that impressive to you and then if it really is you would tell it as it is. Okay, so you tell it how it is the first time, and you don't get a great reaction. You exaggerate that's a little bit. That's my point. Then you exaggerate. Then you've now told it four times. Now you actually believe that's how it happened. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, I get that. But I really think, I don't think, a miracle has to be something that can't be explained by human I beings. I tell my mom. Why, why, I tell my mom. How is that not the definition of a miracle? She's always. Can't te- be explained by human humanity. She's always telling me about miracles and i always say that's not a miracle so what someone had cancer and they don't have cancer were they getting treatment blah 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 and then i guess so the one that jesus says is you have faith the size of a mustard seed you can move a mountain i say to my mom pick up that mountain right there pick it up put it over there squish all those houses and everyone that lives there like displace this mountain to over there and i'll believe you move it a foot and then show me the crack not not a foot (laughs) i want to take a foot it's an earthquake Pick up that fucking mountain and move it to the other side of the lake. Yeah. And, like, that's the kind of miracle I want to see. Yeah. A, a foot. If an earthquake happened right when I said that. That would have been awesome. No, not because that's an earthquake. Yeah. The thing could move. But the a chances, foot. though. But pick it up and like move it across. Asshole. That's impossible. Yeah. That's another For one. Sure. Like, why doesn't God heal amputees? How come people's <clears throat> arms don't grow back? And how come no one. Because it's impossible. And how come no one can perform. These myths under surveillance, I mean, these feats under surveillance. I know, right? Not once. There's people that say they can perform miracles and do surgery without uh, incision and all this stuff. The Christians and then you find out it's all sleight of hand. They have a, they it's have literally a, stuffing the rag into your hand I believe and then you. pulling it out. I believe you, but they, they have an easy out. 
Jesus himself said, do not put the Lord your God to the test. So to scientifically measure miracles is putting God to the test, and they that's their that's their route. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, I know. God says, don't don't look for proof, and by the way, don't try and get any. <laughs> that's convenient. I mean, right? Every time that's God convenient. talks, He says, don't use your don't use. Dude, the thing that bothers me the most, they say God made us, right? God made your brain. And think, think logically, right? He made me use like reason and like evidence yeah. and all that stuff. Abandon all that. Follow me anyways. Like faith is the like most praised. Faith is the best quality to have when you're a Christian. Believing because. Not because of anything. But it's actually believing in spite of. I was just going to say that. Because like I, I want to start a religion now and the commandments are going to be easy. It's going to be believe whatever I say. Or you will get tortured forever, also by me. And if I say anything contradicting, it was right when I said it at the time. It was right, and if anyone questions it, including yourself, you are wrong because you don't have enough faith. Yeah. That's a problem. You're going to die for that. That's going to be my number one thing, not having enough faith. And the only criteria is you have to believe me despite of all contradicting evidence. But what I really want you to do, Kyle, is... Put that to a different part of your brain. Also, you can love people or whatever. I want you to pray about that until you have faith. I want to, you're a doubter. Overcome that with prayer and just keep reading this Bible and maybe you'll believe it someday. You think if I was locked in like a cell, like padded cell, like some death row prisoner and this is all I had and I had to read it day in, day out. Do you think I'd get converted? I don't think so. Um, there's, I was basically when I worked up North, I was in a fucking P tank, the size of this, this corner of the room, you know, uh, five by 10 rectangle. Yeah. And I ran out of books. So I read my Bible. That was the last time I read it. That's when I got the idea for this podcast. I was like, people would not believe the shit that's in here. <laughs> this shit is insane. Yeah. I didn't believe you. I know we went over this already, but. Okay, so back to the Bible here, verse 10. So Aaron's staff was blossoming overnight, and then they, so each man, so the Lord said to Moses, <laughs> put Aaron's staff, oh, we already read that. I want to make a list of unimpressive miracles. That'd be a good the one. The list of unimpressive miracles. So uh, put Aaron's staff in front of the testimony, he kept up the sign, the rebellious, this will put an end to their grumbling against me so that they will not die. I feel like this is way less, uh, as way less, uh, influenced than burning 250 people alive but god do what you want but did he say sorry they put the f stick with flowers in front of the tent as a reminder while people <laughs> are smoldering right over there inches away yeah you can't get rid of that many bodies what about all the plagued ones there's a stench running through camp reminding everyone not to do this again a foul disease burnt stench and they're like this flower is now a symbol. Yeah. And you're like, what about do you think the 1,400? We can't move that many bodies. Do you think the Israelites said, hey, Moses, can you think you can get them open that pit up for a second? We got 14,000 <laughs> bodies to get rid of. <laughs> I mean, save their souls or whatever. But we got, I but mean, we're we in can't. a desert. Yeah. Logistically, <laughs> we can't bury this many. Just open the pit for one second. Come on, use that magic for good once, you selfish fucking... All right, fine, don't burn me. Verse 12, the Israelites said to Moses, We will die. We are lost. We are all lost. Anyone who, ever comes, anyone who even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord will die. Are we all going to die? Chapter 18, 
The Lord said to Abraham, dude, the, so that's how it ends. What do you mean? So that so chapter 17 ends with the Israelites saying to Moses, we're going to die. God's insane. We're all going to die. We're lost. The Lord said to Aaron, yeah, you're you right. and your, dude, and then it just goes, the Lord said to Aaron, you and your sons are to bear the responsibility for offenses. Oh, they're just ignoring that. They, they just keep, they, all the Israelites are terrified. It also it, sounds like the same descent that caused him to kill everyone in yeah. the first place. It's the exact same thing. The Is he going to kill him again? The rebellion that they would, surely this, this flower stick <laughs> will cure them of rebellion. That's funny. They're uh, ripping their hair out. We're going to fucking die. <laughs> this is fucking crazy. And then they go back to more of like, this is how you take an offering. There's no end. Like they were sentenced to wander the desert. They're like, fuck this. This is fucked up. We're not doing this anymore. Murdered 1400. And they're like, okay, death in the desert or death right now. We're fucked. Yeah. And then it's just. This- I would try the giants again. <laughs> Maybe they'll let me live with them if I'm nice, you know? You, got, you probably got to become a thing, slave. The great thing about being a servant for a giant is you don't have to get on your knees to suck their giant cocks. <laughs> you can just stand there and get stabbed in the fucking throat. Dude, but he's going to get sick of all that teeth. He's going to knock them out pretty quickly. Oh, you know? probably. <laughs> yeah, hell Again, yeah. Your teeth is not a benefit. The giants don't have a good dental plan, but you can. You don't have to. Your knees won't wear out. You won't be an old man with gout. You'll have f- robust knees in a very... Uh, what do you call it? Pliable throat. <laughs> You're going to have to get their giant cocks. <laughs> You're going to have to get some calloused gums real quick, though. Yeah. If you want to keep eating. Ooh, yeah. So uh, duties for priests and Levites. Chapter 18. The Lord said to a- Aaron, you and your sons are to, and your father's family are to bear are to bear the responsibility for offenses against the sanctuary. Offenses the sanctuary? The san- is this like don't jerk off in church versus? I don't know. What does that mean? It means What's it the sanctuary? The sanctuary is the tabernacle. It's the tent of meeting. So there's like a few tents. There's the tabernacle, the tent of meeting, and the tent of testimony. Is the cloud still around? Cloud's supposed to be floating over this uh, tabernacle the whole time. Cool. So uh, That's uh, not a reminder, offenses though. Offenses against the tabernacle. That's why I love these church burning guys up in uh, Scandinavia. Not that. What are they doing? They're burning churches. That's fucked up. It's fucked up because it's a big part of history, but it's also a nice middle finger. I don't like it either, but I do like the fact that people are so pissed off about it. I guess I'm I'm for of remembering history, keeping it intact than I am destroying it. Me too. But let's imagine you grew up there and were like, you know, fucked by a priest and repressed and you're like Fuck your religion and fuck your ideas. Well, if you're going to give me that scenario, then yeah, I'm for it. I mean, if, that... if, if I got fucked by someone in that church, yeah. then yeah, burn it down fine. Yeah, burn it down. I also regret the loss of history, but I love the middle, giant middle finger to the fucking church. So the Lord said to a oh, sorry, um, you and your sons are to bear the responsibility for offenses against the sanctuary, and you and your sons alone are to bear the responsibility for offenses against the priesthood. Bring your fellow Levites from your ancestral tribe to join you and assist you when you and your sons minister before the tent of testimony. They are to be responsible, and you are to perform all the duties of the tent. They must I need not- to get like a powerful god thunder and lightning side effect why does he just do a force for field? every time you, no i need one a sound effect for every time you see the tent of meaning no, or no. the, ten, we're gonna the tur- tent of testimony we're, we're gonna turn into morning radio real quick <laughs> i want to do it though 
I want to have a bunch of buttons in front of me, some wacky sounds that I can press. It's the interrupter and the Lord of Hosts (laughs) joining us five in the morning every fucking day. Do you think we can get an AM radio show? Yes. (laughs) No, we can't. I went to broadcasting school, hey? Did you? I was the dream. I was I was a lot. I mean, radio's dead, which kind of sucks. Well, it is dead, but now we're doing a podcast. Yeah. But uh, when I was uh, first becoming a comedian, like three of the comics that I looked up to were radio guys, and they were just kind of like, you know, it's a great gig for, you know, you bullshit all day, and then you do stand-up comedy. I was like, fucking, it is a cool gig. And then I applied at uh, Columbia University for, I got a full scholarship for. What? Yeah, I got all my school paid for. And my dream was I was going to open up a comedy metal station. And I would play metal and like with clips of comedy. They go hand in hand, by the way. And so uh, is punk. I and believe. then about three months into the program, I learned the actual laws about how to get a radio station in Canada on the airwaves and stuff. All the other radio stations have to agree to let you on. It's highly regulated. You have to pay like hundreds of thousands of dollars in fees and fines. Or you can go fines. pirate. I know you can go pirate, but here's the. Th- so I mean, I was just I like stopped caring, but then podcasting was happening like right and the trend i was like in school in 2008 nine yeah about that you know it'd be i don't know if this is a good idea or not but i have a i have an idea you're excited to tell here's me. the thing you can get cb equipment now like radio equipment for pennies that's what i wanted to do but they'll come they'll find you and I shut know. you down and fine you yeah i know but but how long would it take uh, it depends. Probably not that long. If you started like broadcasting to Kelowna, maybe yeah. not on AM. Maybe you get away with it for let's say a month. But eventually, like, is that they'll work? find you because you sent me a signal. Yeah, and just play the Bible beaters nonstop. The Bible beaters on AM radio. We'll say we're a religious thing. And that's like so we're religious exemption. Oh, we should apply for like religious exemption. Holy fuck! Can we do that? I mean, the government. I don't know for what though. The like a grant. The government's giving us giving out money all kinds of times for stuff like that. I'm gonna look into it. Okay, we're so technically our a religious podcast. Yeah. No, according to some of our listeners, they're becoming a Christian because <laughs> of it. I think they're already Christian, but they are to be. I think that I I I truly believe that Christians could get something out of this podcast. So do I. Well, I, we have Christian listeners. A few. What? Most of them are ex. Yeah. Over the emails no, over the time. No, most I know for ex- a fact we have a few. No, practicing Christians? Yep. You fucking idiots. <laughs> <laughs> you just said the opposite. No, they are idiots. <laughs> yeah. If you believe the words of this book, you're a fucking moron. All right. But we still want you to listen. I don't care. Yeah, I know. No, I'm, I'm trying to play the opposite. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I do care. Please listen. Man. You know what? Change our minds. Okay, so where were we? I, I dare you to send me a question we can't answer with uh, look how s- and then talk about how stupid you are after. Okay, I so dare you. Bring uh, your fellow Levites to join you. They are to be responsible. Th- don't go near the first. Okay, so here we are. Um, bring your fellow Levites from your ancestral tribe to join you and assist you when you and your sons minister, minister before the tent of testimony. They are to be responsible to you and are to perform all the duties of the tent but they must not go near the furnishings of the sanctuary or the altar or both. They and you will die or both. They and you will die. A lot of commas changing pages and we're reading in two columns here. People, (laughs) if you didn't know, they are to join you and be responsible for all the care of the tent of meeting, all the work at the tent (laughs) (laughs) and no one else may come near where you are. 
You are to be responsible for the care of the sanctuary and the altar so that the wrath will not fall on the Israelites again. I myself had selected your fellow Levites from among the Israelites as a gift to you, dedicated to work to the Lord to do the work at the tent of me- tent of meeting. But only you <laughs> the and your tent s- of meeting. But only you and your sons may serve as priests in connection with everything at the altar and inside the curtain. I am giving you the service of the priesthood as a gift. Anyone who comes near the sanctuary must be put to death. What? So God's giving them so you get to go to the church yeah. and no one else can come near. They come to like the outskirts. They give you the stuff. You burn it, kill it, eat it, take the extra money. And I, this is the same thing as before. I and love, if anyone talks back, we kill them. Yeah. I love the, if we can go back to the end of chapter 17. So God says, this should be a sufficient reminder. The Israelites said to Moses, Moses, we will die. We are lost. <laughs> we are all lost. Anyone who even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord will die. Are we all going to die? I and like then, it. Sorry. That's, I mean, that's the state of mind of the average Joe in Israel. And like the collective roar, it sounds like yeah, enough co- to put it in the Bible. And they're like, the collective roar is we're fucked. And, and Moses and Lord saying to Moses and Aaron, yeah, they are fucked. You and you guys alone are gets allowed to go there. So they're right, and I guess they can't do anything about it. And, his, and this was pleasing to the Lord in his great loving kindness <laughs> and abounding in forgiveness of rebellion. You know what I was thinking about? You know how God tends to punish them with their own stuff all the time? How do you mean? Like they have fire, so he burns them with it. And yeah. they have salt, so he makes them into salt. That kind of shit. What what kind of sh- shit would he do to us now? Look at the technology we have. Kills with lasers, you know? Oh, Something man. badass. He'd have to read. He'd uh, he'd uh, bore you to death with your own social media <laughs> statuses. Oh fuck yeah, for sure. That would be worse. <laughs> Just locked in a room reading everything you ever typed on the internet. At least my eternal death would only last like a year, because I have written not a lot. I don't have a lot, but sometimes I go back over my Facebook. And you can just see, I don't, I'm not really a prolific poster, but every once in a while I get drunk in the day and I have like a day of Facebook postings. Do you? And they're always cringy. I think I have under 20 total. 20 total posts? Facebook posts. Really? Yeah. Fuck Facebook. And fuck its family. Yeah. Fuck it. Fuck you, Mark Zuckerberg. You religious now piece of shit. It's religious now. I think we talked about that before. Oh, man. When we, he became a billionaire, he was an atheist prior to billionaire. And then he went, well, I couldn't have gotten all this by chance. So God must love me more than anyone else. Therefore, there is a God. Oh, man. The amount of narcissism involved in that. Anyways, fuck it. It makes me depressed. <laughs> Offerings for priests and Levites. You know what? I, the fact that rich people, they get rich. Well, some rich people billionaires uh-huh. get to that point wow, Kyle, look at you and qualifying go, your and statements then go, and then go some not pers- all of them but some of them and then go some people this only happened this couldn't have happened without divine intervention of yeah. some hand i went from nothing to having a hundred billion dollars that's not possible for one human being to do without some outside source there must be a god god must love me how come a person where life is shit on them over and over and over again i just read about a guy wrongly convicted of murder and he was in prison, death row, for 20 years. They beat him mercilessly. He got hep C from one of the beatings. They made him fight other prisoners. They destroyed DNA evidence when he requested to be... When he requested to be... Uh, and he believes in God? And he does. How, why is it 
that I the mean, people who get shit on by everyone, they go, there must be a God and he loves me. I don't understand that. I don't understand it either. I think it comes from like, I think it's a combined, like there's something after this and you, it's both equally narcissistic. It's no, I mean, it's maybe not narcissism. I think the rich guy is more narcissistic go- for than sure, the poor guy. For sure. But they say God has a path yeah. that I'm on and it involves me in the suffering. Well, there's. That's not. That's a little bit. There's, that's pretty narcissistic. The idea that God can't give you more than you can handle gets people through shit. That bothers. Well, I guess that's nice because that's a nice sentiment because, to get you through life. To be honest. Well, then you're just handling it. Yeah, that's good. That's so a good thing. You're just handling it, and you're like, God knew I could handle this much. That's why He's giving it to me. You know, it's a tough. Yeah. It's a tough motherfucker. And then it, the worse it gets, you just keep handling it. But that's you handling but this it. This guy's like breaking down and crying, and like it was. F- like the worst life I could imagine for a human being. I don't know. One of them. And then... It's God's plan, dude. That makes no sense to me. Makes no sense to me either. Same thing happens to people in... I think everything is chaos. Nothing matters. Everyone dies. And when you people talk about karma or God's plan, let's look at Stalin, Idi Amin, Pol Pot, who all died naturally of old, old age. Like, What would your mom say Surrounded in luxury. We never got to uh, ask her the hard questions like that. Um... She says that she's they're paying for it in the afterlife. What? Yeah, that's what they all believe. Oh, that's so what they're, they're all in hell. Yeah, and I say, what if Hitler? Proof, proof that anything uh, they did. I also pose this question to her. I wasn't that hard on her. On did Hitler break any of the rules? On the podcast, uh, he fucking murdered a lot of people. Is that against the rules? Yeah, yeah. Since when? Especially God's favorite, the Jews. Oh right. <laughs> yeah. True. I thought murdering wasn't against the rules. Yes, murders against thou shall not kill. Number six, Kyle. Yeah, but number six of the commandments. So this is a do as I say, not as I do thing. No, God's allowed to kill because God's infallible. I yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah, and the yeah, Jews are his favorite people. I said to my mom, "What if what if I guess Hit- they all what if up. Hitler goes right before he blew his own brains out? You know, Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Bang. No, Jesus, Hitler's in heaven, and my mom would say that's fair." And I'm like, so all, Fuck you. all the Jews that were de- but You can't gassed. kill yourself. You can't kill yourself, right? No, it doesn't say that. The Bible actually encourages suicide. The, 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 what are people talking about? The, the Christians count it as self-murder. And oh, really? No, but Jesus himself says, if a man causes his brother to sin, it's better for him to tie a stone around his neck and jump into the sea. Oh, so people are so wrong. Yeah, people are fucked, dude. I can't wait to memorize that. Tie a stone around a his neck. A millstone around his neck. Millstone around jump, his neck. Dude. Fuck you, because people say that all the time. I've been I've been yelling that at my parents forever. I'm like, well, I'm causing people. They say, if your right eye causes you to sin, gouge it out. If your left hand cuts you to sin, cut it off. If you cause your brother to sin... It's better for you to tie a stone around your neck and jump into the ocean. I'm like, I've caused lots of people to sin. I might just tie a stone around my neck and jump off the bridge. Oh, and they're fuck. like, don't do that. Come on. The Bible doesn't say literally it was more of a... B- what? Yeah. yeah. Fucking retards, dude. Literally. I, I like I like how they say the literally thing when it doesn't say anything. It doesn't say... L- you assume it's literal because God's saying it. It doesn't say anything in the contrary. And dude... But they're like, well, God speaks in metaphors. More than, Since when? More he than, speaks like a toddler. Yeah. He doesn't understand what a metaphor is. I am the is. Lord your God who bought you out of Egypt. I am the Lord to be your Lord. I there, am the Lord. There's not one riddle in the goddamn thing, you know? No, but people act like it's a it big gets, mystery puzzle that it, you have to put together through this is the a, a oldest, lifetime of worship. This is the oldest parts. The the prophets and the poets get a little bit more... Uh, they get a little more depth to oh their... Oh, yeah, a lot more. It's it's uh, It gets a lot better. Um, okay. 
I want to just finish this one last section. Yeah, let's finish it. Let's go over a little. We we did a lot of rambling. Um, well, not because it's interesting, but I want to start the next podcast on a good part. So Sounds this good. is more. This is. Uh, I mean, I guess you can turn off now. Then, <laughs> according to I Caleb, did, I did say that. Uh, numbers eighteen verse. Uh, eight. Tune in next week for the good part. <laughs> But you will be disobeying the whole point of the goddamn podcast. Then the Lord said to Aaron, I myself have put you in charge of the offerings presented to me. All of the holy offerings the Israelites give me, I give to you and your sons as your portion and regular share. Wow. Nepotism much? Corruption at all? Nah. I don't see it. (laughs) The Lord said to the brother of the guy that's just burned all those people alive, I put you in charge. I also want you to have all the stuff they give to me. This is like <laughs> the the template for like corrupt preachers and televangelists. It's it's so bad though. Like could you imagine if any if any like uh Ponzi scheme or anything clever. You know you have to manipulate money out of people and besides religion, if you discount that, yeah. Getting money out of people's difficult. You really have to trick Actually, them. Actually, a lot of people, it's all you have to say is I'll give you way more money. If you give me a little bit of money. Yeah, that's true. I got it. It's very true. Actually, I got a big bunch of money here. I just had, need a little bit of money to get it out. That's how you get money. That's true. Bernie Madoff. He ran like a billion dollar Ponzi scheme. He made scheme. off with all that money. <laughs> Dude, uh, Radio Lab did a tremendous podcast about Bernie Madoff. I've been listening to them lately. His They're kid, good. Dude, his kid killed himself on his dad's birthday to like send a message. Basically, like you fucked up my whole life. Are you serious? Yeah. Is he still alive? Bernie Madoff? Is Bernie Madoff still alive? I can't remember, but... He's in prison for sure at the least. Yeah, he's in prison, but he really thinks that he's not a bad guy and didn't do much wrong. He's I mean, like unapologetic. I feel like a lot of sociopaths feel that way. Yeah, exactly. Actually, don't a lot of sociopaths lie and like pretend they're apologetic and stuff to try and get sympathy? He kind of did. And his son... What? His son killed himself on, his, on Bernie Madoff's birthday. Crazy, hey? That... Is the biggest fuck you to your parents you can possibly and then do. And then on the that's sad. in the interview, he says, can you believe my son did that to me? What? Yeah, that's the kind of craziness that's going on that's, in there. He is a massive narcissist. What's the narcissist prayer? I don't know. I didn't do it. If I did, I didn't mean to. If I meant to, uh, you deserved it. There's, it's, the, it's, it's genius. I've never heard that before. Oh, man. I, I heard I heard I've heard this before. It's like how do you how do you tell some if someone's a narcissist? You ask them. <laughs> <laughs> if I did it, I didn't mean to. If I meant to, you deserved it. If you deserved, uh, are you looking it up? I am looking it up. <laughs> it's pretty good. That didn't happen, and if it did, it wasn't that bad. And if it was, that's not a big deal. And if it is, it's not my fault. And if it was, I didn't mean it. And if I did, you deserved it. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds exactly like God, to be honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sounds exactly. So um, the Lord says, I give it to you and your sons as your regular share. You are to have part of the most holy offerings that is kept from the fire. From all the gifts they bring to me as most holy offerings, whether grain or sin or guilt offerings, the part belongs to you and your sons. Eat it as something most holy. Every male shall eat it. You shall regard it as holy. Shall eat what? The offerings that the whole Israelite oh. community is giving. Okay, so it's nepotism. When 
What what do the rest of them get to eat? Is that described at all yet? Mana and quail. Still though, is that assumed? Yeah. This is also yours. Whatever is set aside from the gifts of all the wave offerings of the Israelites. I give this to you and your sons and daughters as your regular share. I like how it's finally and they're not eating it for God. God's just fucking giving it to him now. Finally. Fuck the veil. (laughs) I'm just giving this shit to you. I was pretending before. The Israelites, meanwhile, are saying, we're all going to (laughs) die. This is fucked. I guess they're like, fuck it. Why hide it anymore? Yeah, it's for us. We'll kill you. We'll kill you. Um, I give this to you and your sons and daughters as your regular share. Everyone in your house who, household who is ceremonially clean may eat it. You know what I'm picturing right now? Like a modern day bunch of priests with handguns. Yeah, like no, doing their full body armor, yeah, riot do, suits, doing their shield. own plague and just shoot like capping people's head and going, God, that's God. God did that. Yeah, God did that one too. Yep, that was God. Yeah. And just fucking executing a whole town. I am the, like, that's God. I am the dick of the that's Lord God. and you're about to get <laughs> fucked. I will give you all the finest olive oil and all the finest new wine and the grain they give to the Lord as the first fruits of their harvest. All the lands first will be all the lands. That was disgusting. You heard that? Yeah. I tried. In my ears. Sorry. All the lands first fruits that they bring to the Some Lord will be yours. In my lungs there. Everyone in your household who is ceremonially clean may eat it. Everything in Israel that is devoted. There's a note here in Hebrew term. That refers to the irrevocable giving over of things or persons to the Lord. Things or persons? You can give people? Yeah. I'm assuming they're not eating them. <laughs> Dude, everything. So are they burning them? And I love irre- What do they do with the people you get? I think they're slaves for it God. doesn't say that. I don't know. Maybe it's never said. They so ha- far, options are burning them so or nothing. So they're burning them. There has been no human sacrifice so far in the Bible. There has been... Abraham and Isaac and God last second said, I didn't think you'd actually do it. <laughs> True. And then God himself burned people alive, but people didn't weren't sacrificed by people. The only human sacrifice in the Bible is God's own son. And he did it for us the whole time. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't describe why he did it for us. Does yeah. he? No, he did. He why? Did, to make atonement for the sins that he. No, made but why did he choose to instead of making atonement? In another way, why did he choose to send himself down as a human being, then kill himself? Because uh, why is that the only way? Is that ever described? Well, that's I the think, only way. I, I, uh, yes, it is. It's not described as in this is the scientific formula. No, I don't that want that. Sense. I just want a reason. Yeah, it's because you sinned. The only atonement for sin is blood, which we've already read. And you sinned so large, I can't kill an animal. This won't cover it, so I have to kill myself. Yeah, that actually makes sense. And it also lets God be the martyr for, look what I did for you. No, it's kind of brilliant. Look what I did for you. At some point, people weren't believing this shit anymore. So, like, I killed myself for you. But That's you're an aqua st- song. But you're still here. Believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh, my God. That's funny. Um, everything in Israel that is devoted irrevocably. I also love that when you give something, you can never give it back. No take back seats from God. Well... That's a bad quality in a human being anyways. Indian um, giving? The first... <laughs> man, the, that phrase, Indian giving, is the most racist white it's person so racist. shit. Because we say, like, Indian... That's what the white people did. We're like... Oh, I know. <laughs> it's not even like... Like, most stereotypes come from things a culture does yeah. inherently that's weirder no, than that's another culture. that's what the white people did. And we just, like, 
took their shit and they were like, you can't take it. We're like, you can't, we can't take it back. You Indian giver? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then it's like, you're an Indian giver. It's like, we did that. <laughs> oh, man. Just some something wholeheartedly, organically slanderous <laughs> that we created. And now we people still say Indian <laughs> giver. No one says that anymore. Not genuinely. Uh, Do they? I mean, I've called people Indian givers. Yeah, but you didn't mean it. I've never heard... I, I, I mean, I just said it, but... <laughs> You know, you didn't mean it in the sense that you think Indians give things no, no, and no. take them it's back. It's just a colloquialism. Yeah, something at this point. Yeah. But it shouldn't be. It's a bad one. Just because it's so, it has nothing to do with the Indians. It's, it's completely all to do correct. With the white yeah, people. absolutely. So the first offering of every animal womb, both man and animal, that is offered to the Lord is yours. But you must redeem every firstborn son and every firstborn male of unclean animals when they are a month old. You must redeem them at the redemption price set at five shekels of silver, according to the sanctuary shekel, which is weighs 20 geras. They got a fucking birth tax going on. What do you mean? For everything that's born, human or animal, five shekels. Birth tax. I guess now that their population is down, they're really running out of gifts. You know, they're, gonna, they're starting to demand them. A fucking birth tax from God. This is turning into a real fucking uh, communist government situation right now. But you must not redeem the firstborn of an ox, a sheep, or a goat. They are holy. Well, okay. Oh, it's a birth tax on the animals? Animals and so, humans. Oh my God. What are they supposed to do? What is your incentive for having more animals then? You can't eat them, and you can only sacrifice with them. Firstborn. And now you gotta pay. Firstborn. What? So every time... Uh, an animal gets only the firstborn has to pay the tax. Yeah, I know. But what's your incentive for even having animals? You anymore? have to have animals to live because they're your machines. They're your machines. What's a goat? Do, what's a goat doing for you? Uh, goats aren't doing much, but they're providing milk, furs, and meat. Cows allowed to eat the meat. Bulls are. Yeah, you are. No, you're not. Yeah, you are. The only you things you're sacrificing are the firstborns. Didn't we establish that they were eating manna the whole time? Yeah, they are eating manna. And not eating the meat? I, well, it God makes didn't no tell sense. Them to? Yeah, it makes no sense. But that's, in practical reality... In practical reality, I know what it is. Okay. I know what they use sheep for. Yeah, well, then why, I know what I would use it for. Why do you make me come out and say that, like, defend it, and then be like, yeah, I know it's fucking not true. Of course, I'm just making you feel dumb. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> defend it from the, the perspective of, yeah. of them, of well, a person... Who's not allowed to eat it, and now they have to fucking pay for it. What is the goddamn incentive for having it? It's to give more shit to God because God likes it. And I like to do what God likes. To pay for your sins. Um, but you must not redeem an ox, blah, blah, blah. Sprinkle their blood on the altar and burn their fat as an offering made by fire and aroma pleasing to the Lord. Their meat is to be yours, just as the breast of the wave offering at the right of and the right thigh are yours. Whatever is set aside from the holy offerings... The Israelite present to the Lord, I will give to you and your sons and daughters as your regular share. Ugh. It is an <laughs> That's how I feel. Only a page and a half more. It is an everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord for of both salt? you. Salt? It is an everlasting covenant of salt before the Lord for both you and your offering. What does that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> I didn't do this it. This sacrifice is did. an everlasting covenant of salt. Yeah, I don't know what that means. A salt covenant. I don't know what that is. Did they talk about that earlier? I no, I didn't. Not that I remember. You know what? I'll do some research for next week. I'll find out what a salt covenant is. The Lord said to Aaron, 
You will have no inheritance in the in their land, nor will you have any share among them. I am your share. And Where? What uh, land? The promised land that they're going to get to. Oh, it's all already occupied by other people? Remember? Again? No, it's always has. Okay. Well, the promised land is the... The promised land is the land that God gave to Isaac, Abraham, and blah, blah, blah. They went to Egypt because there was a famine in the land that God gave. Their, their promised land, their land flowing with milk and honey, dried the fuck up. So they had to go to Egypt, right, to get yeah. food. Then they lived so, in Egypt. Oh, it's the same promised land as before? So they're going back, but now that land's inhabited. Well, it's been hundreds of years. Yeah. So now that land's inhabited by the giants, Amicalites, Cushites, all that Canaanites, right? Yeah. So they're going to go back there, and the Lord is saying to Aaron, you don't get land. This is, like, I guess the trade-off. This is actually maybe some sort of justice. I guess so. They have significantly less army now to take it over. That's you will sure. have no inheritance in their land, nor will you have any share among them. I am your share and the inheritance is among, and your inheritance among the Israelites. I give to the Levites all the tithes in Israel. Tithes is um, a tenth of your earnings. Yeah. Um, as their inheritance in return for work they do while serving at the tent of meeting. From now on, the Israelites must go not must not go near the tent of meeting, or they will bear the consequences of their sin and die. It is the Levites who are to do the work at the tent of meeting and bear the responsibility for the offenses against it. This is a lasting ordinance for generations to come. They will receive no inheritance among the Israelites. Instead, I give to the Levites as their inheritance the tithes that the Israelites present as an offering to the Lord. That is why I said concerning them they will have no inheritance among the israelites what the actual fuck dude they will have received no inheritance that is why i said they will receive no inheritance yeah this god is a real dumbass <laughs> double down god sucks god is so why are you so fucking dumb god the lord said to moses speak to the levites and say to them when you receive from the Israelites the tithe i give to you as your inheritance you must present a tenth of the tithe as the lord's offering your offering will be reckoned as soon as the grain from the threshing floor or juice from the wine press. In this way, you will present an offering to the Lord from all the tithes you receive from the Israelites. From these tithes, you must give the Lord's portion to Aaron the priest. You must present uh -huh. as the Lord's portion the best and holiest part of everything giving. What's the holiest part, do you think? Of what? Everything. A wine, a cow, Ooh, A wine a is grain. probably the, the middle of it. Because you got to let it age for a bit, you know? Age? Like, you know, when you open a bottle of wine, you can't drink it right away because aerate. you got to let it aerate. Yeah, so it's probably like halfway through, I the would say. The holiest part. Holy is just a bullshit word. I'm going to say... The whole world word holy is bullshit. Yeah, we've established that. It doesn't mean anything. The holy it means Bible. means the undescript best. I mean, it kind of means best, but if every Bible... It means holy, God's favorite, essentially. If every Bible's holy and there's a gold-plated diamond encrusted bible and like one made out of like banana leaves in the congo they're both holy right maybe not equally though no holy is what is just a term that like once god likes it it's holy yeah but it's bullshit say so god can have varying degrees of like say the varying degrees of like that's the name of this podcast Say to the Levites, when you present the best part, it will be reckoned to you as the product of the threshing floor or the wine press. You and your households may eat the rest of it anywhere, for it is your wages for the work at the tent of meeting. By presenting the best part of it, 
you will not be guilty in this matter. Then you will not defile the holy offerings of the Israelites, and you will not die. Fucking thank God. Hallelujah. <sighs> I gotta Praise pee. be Lord. I got to pee, or you got to talk. I'll pause. God damn, that felt good. <laughs> <laughs> I said to Kyle right before he turned the mic on, I was like, what are you going to say when you turn it back on? He's like, I don't know. Three, two, one. <laughs> God damn, Caleb. Okay, mm, so what'd you mm, learn mm, today, mm, Kyle? I don't know. I don't know. The same old shit. I didn't, I, you know, there's been a period of time where I've been faking it and what did I learn? Because I didn't learn a goddamn thing. Mm -hmm. I was reinforced in what I already knew is that God's a gigantic piece of shit. If he doesn't get his way, he has a tantrum and does some fucking grand gesture of murdering Kyle, a bunch of people in a specific way. You sound like a guy that's trying to trick me into believing this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How did you know? It's called... What's your angle? What's the long con? <laughs> it's, it's, like when you go, uh, it's like when you go to somebody, uh, yeah, it is. They go, no, it's not. You go, yeah, it is. No, it's not. And then you go, no, it's not. And they go, yeah, it is. That's my thing. That's At the end, I'm going to go, yeah, it is. And you're gonna, At the no, end, it's gonna, not. Yeah, and then I'm going to go, no, it's not. What it is? You're gonna go. Yeah, it is. What that's is it? A, that's really? how I'm gonna get you. So that's uh, how I got you. What else, Kyle? Are we getting emails this week? Uh, yeah, but no questions. If you guys want to have a question for Caleb, we're gonna prep them this time. We're gonna make them dig deep in the Bible next week. So you ask him a Bible question. I gotta clarify what these questions are gonna be. You can ask him a question about the Bible. No, you, you can, can ask him a question about your life related yeah. to the Bible, but don't make it. Why do I have warts on my balls? You know. You can you can ask me that, and I'll say because you fucked a whore or <laughs> some sort of frog. Yeah, but no, you can. I'm I'm down for any type of question, any type of dialogue. But the ones the you know we've been doing this now for almost fifty episodes, and I've just been begging for like ethical dilemmas, like what is it right for me to beat my wife? And then biblically, not I even that. Like, should I break up with my girlfriend because she did this? Yeah, is that? A line she, in the sand. Because she let me fuck her, now she's a whore. <laughs> exactly. Is she, are we married? No. Did I have sex with her? Yes. Yeah, she's unclean, dude. Absolutely. You got to break up with her. That's what God says. I feel like people already know the answers to all these questions anyways. That's why... <laughs> you know, that's the problem. Even as broad as, like, is abortion biblical, there is... It doesn't say, don't kill unborn babies. It says, don't kill. Yeah, those, those kinds of things. So then, yeah, then it goes on. What is a baby really? Yeah, you know? but we can talk about those kind of nuanced arguments. Like suicide is suicide <laughs> biblical? Yes, it's apparently encouraged. it is. It's encouraged. That I didn't know. Does it have to be by rock and rope though? You know? Uh, no. There's people that kill themselves in lots of ways. Oh, you no, gotta to, let it play. To We're be, almost done. No, to be biblical. Does it have to be by I'm rock? Pretty and sure rope? Saul Saul commits suicide. Several people commit suicide. Hung like Je I, technically right, um, Jesus committed suicide. <laughs> you know what? Totally did. Oh, I'm gonna use that too. I'm gonna talk about God killed himself. You fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah. All right. On that note, later, dildos. Send us emails to uh, Biblebeaters at CanonComedy.ca. Go fuck yourself. And we're back, Dildos. Um, we got this, uh, my book of Bible stories that we read, I think, last week or maybe the week before. So we got the children's animated version of the Bible. And I like reading this right after because it shows kind of the perspective that you get. This is what, like, you, you grow up with in church. 
and you always think, yeah, God's at the, on the right side because you don't read the Bible. You read people's summary of the Bible. So this is um, Aaron's rod grows flowers. <laughs> so there's a picture here of uh, two white haired, white bearded men. One guy's got like a C-3PO square of jewels on. They got. Um, oh, he really does. Like a chef's hat with Hebrew writing on it. And the one guy is holding a stick that has flowers and almonds on it. So see the flowers and ripe almonds growing from this rod or stick. This is the rod of Aaron. These flowers and the ripe fruit grew out of Aaron's rod in just one night. Let's see why. These, the Israelites have been wandering in the wilderness for a while now. Some of the people don't think that Moses should be the leader or that Aaron should be the <laughs> high priest. Korah is Accurate. one who thinks this way, and so are Dathan and Abraham, and 250 leaders of the people. Wow, 253 against three? Sounds like somebody might be wrong. Hmm, maybe. These is all, this after the swallowing of everyone and burning and killing? They <clears throat> put it all in one story in, oh, the, okay. in, the, in this uh, My Book of Bible Stories children's book. It's a children's book, everybody. So, so like, this, they're not claiming to be the Word of God, but they're no. summarizing it. But they are kids. brainwashing. So, Yeah. These all come and say to Moses, why is that you put yourself above the rest of us? Moses tells Korah and his followers, tomorrow morning, take fire holders and put incense in them. Then come to Jehovah's tabernacle and we will see whom Jehovah will choose. Jehovah is the Jewish name for God. The next day, Korah and his 250 followers come to the tabernacle. Many others come along and to support these men. So all, like even in this version, a lot of people are supporting the anti-Moses. Okay. Jehovah is very angry. Get away from the tents of these bad men, Moses says. Don't touch anything that belongs to them. The people listen and move away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abraham. Then Moses says, By this you will know whom Je Jehovah has chosen. The ground will open up and swallow these bad men. They always call them Oh, they're bad. bad. Yeah. They're always bad men. As soon as Moses stops talking, the ground opens. Korah's tent and belongings and Dathan and Abraham uh, and belongings and Dathan and Abraham and those with them go down and the ground closes over them. That's actually wrong from what we read from the Bible. It was only Korah's tent. Dathan and Abraham were consumed by the plague. Oh, when, when the people hear the cries of those falling into the ground, they shout, run, the earth might swallow us too. Korah and his 250 followers are still near the tabernacle. I thought they just were swallowed. So Jehovah sends fire and all of them are burned up. Then Jehovah tells Aaron's son Eleazar to take the fire holders of the dead men and make a thin covering for the altar with them. This altar covering is to serve as a warning to the Israelites that no one besides Aaron and his son should act as priests for Jehovah. But Jehovah wants to make it very clear that it is Aaron and his sons who he has chosen to be priests. So he tells Moses, have a leader in each tribe of Israel bring his rod. For the tribe of Levi, have Aaron bring his rod. Then put these rods in the tabernacle in front of the Ark of the Covenant. The rod of the man I have chosen as the priest will grow flowers. Then when Moses looks the next morning, why? Aaron's rod has these flowers and ripe almonds growing out of it. So do you see now why Jehovah caused Aaron's rod to grow flowers? And that's the type of brain rossing we get in Sunday school. With the whole goddamn thing. That's the whole. That's the abridged version for children of God... Striking 15,000 people to death. <laughs> I mean, on the plus, it was shorter. Way which shorter. Which was always nice. But they have like they have these like pictures in it, and then you read this. like 
I only read this to show God killed a bunch of bad men. That's what I heard. Like I only show read this to show like when people say like how do you, anyone believe this shit when you're told and then you just believe like you don't even question it. Like some of the stuff we read, I don't even question. I just go, <laughs> yeah, that's so God did that. People older and wiser than me, obviously, this book's written about it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was told to me by my dad, and he's never wrong. Yeah. So yeah, that's I. I think this might be a new little segment in the podcast is the propaganda version of each story after we read it because they're real short, and I find it interesting. Yeah, it's a trip down memory lane. Anyway, sorry for boring you for an extra four minutes. <laughs> All right, <laughs> bye, dildos. I'm getting nothing from <laughs> Kyle here, so I just feel like it sucked. Yeah, I was. Uh, I'm. Uh, yeah. All right, let's go eat spaghetti. Yep. A rigatoni. Peace.